Hello, and welcome to the Fully Charged Podcast, After Dark. Coming to you live from the Mega Man Network, I'm David Oxford, perhaps better known around these parts as LBD Night Train. Joining me as always is the Dude Dude, Brian Proto-Dude Austrin. Hello, everybody. I kind of want to turn these lights on, because this is getting a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, man. I looked out the window, I saw it was dark, and I was just inspired. Yes. It's like Put on the uh, after dark. The sexy voice. <laughs> after dark. So, what goes new by you? Um. Well, I had the gracious opportunity to see uh, Bumblebee a couple weeks in advance. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Transformers nerd. And uh, sometimes the Michael Bay apologist. <laughs> but, uh... Man, this was this was something else. This was I cannot stop thinking about this movie. I, yeah, it was so good. As as a frame of reference, like we we don't want to get into any spoilers here now, of course. But oh no. Um, no. as a frame of reference, though, uh, the what, what did you think of the last movie, Transfivers? Um, Transfivers, <laughs> it, it was a hot mess. They they went at it trying to do the cinematic universe thing, and I think it had like I don't know ten writers on it. They did a writers' room. It was just. A, a mess uh, thematically with story pacing everything um, I don't know I had some kind of cool little moments like oh that's kind of neat but it, it's clear that they had the, they had they needed a course correct and Bumblebee achieved that man that was yeah, yeah the I'm forgetting what the subtitle was something night or something the last night the last night right yeah original there yeah I just love the fact that like you said they bring together this writer's room they talk about this expanded universe and somehow we just ended up with like the same as before only somehow worse yeah just like they rewrote like the canon for the fifth movie for some reason and which is like rewriting it for the fifth time but anyway yes it's exactly and I don't know they had so many MacGuffins and it was just it was terrible and you know at this point michael bay's kind of just you know doing whatever for the money so you know i think he's been doing whatever for the money but yeah yeah. i don't know if the first one had had passion to it a little (laughs) yeah the first one the one that had spielberg's name on it yeah Uh, i I still like the first one yeah uh the second one i mean what, what do you expect when you decide to go on filming during a writer's strike? I thought the third one was pretty good, part of I it. I did. Yeah, uh, I did like the third one. I, th- I think a big part of that is that they were deciding, yeah, we're going to use this 3D thing, and apparently somehow that forced them to kind of pull back so that, you know, you're not ha- viewing everything from, like, you know, up a Autobot's armpit or something, so... Exactly. I had a lot of cool close-ups. Uh, I, li- I loved, actually really liked the fourth one. I thought that was that was neat. Um, the new Autobots were pretty interesting, but they all hated each other, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, Bumblebee was. I, I you cannot compare this to a Michael Bay movie. Like it, it's completely. The, the fourth different. was like two movies. Yeah, yeah, it felt like two movies. Yeah, it probably like the, should have been two movies. The the China stuff. Yeah. 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 The Dinobots were you know heavily marketed and advertised, and they're only in it for like twelve minutes. <laughs> Yeah, as I recall, Michael Bay really had to be kind of coerced, persuaded to even include the Dinobots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Just, I, I love Bumblebee. It's so tonally different, and it does everything I wanted these movies to do from the start. 
Oh, that's very good news, because yeah. I like what I've seen. Uh, last I heard, and I haven't really followed too closely since, but at one point, at least, it was uh, trending uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah. that was a good sign. It's uh, a 97 now, with 25 fresh and only one rotten. So that's it's very promising. Wow, who uh, gave the rotten? Psykill? Uh, some guy with a beard. But yeah, you Psykill with a beard. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, I almost gave something away. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> Okay, well, I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, speaking of uh, bumbling, uh, we should talk about the new episode of... Or rather, the latest episode of Mega Man Fully Charged. Oh, yes. Number 26, titled, This Man, This Man Man. He's a man, such a man... See if anybody gets that one. Anyway, synopsis. When Gutsman goes on a ravenous rampage across the city, Mega Man must turn to an unlikely ally, Man Man, a bumbling DIY human analog to Mega Man. See what I did there, folks? Bumbling? That's actually part of the synopsis. So. Bumblebee? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, wow, what an episode. Um, I, I feel like this trope's been done before um, to varying degrees, although for the life of me, I can't seem to recall a specific one. Yeah. I, I guess one that comes to mind is actually from a game. If anybody remembers, I think the guy was called Sonic Man in Sonic 06, who was like arguably oh, like, my one of the best things to come out of that game. Uh, yeah, I just saw a thing on that today. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess the most obvious thing to say is that... I was going to say that bad box art Mega Man has finally been canonized, but I suppose he already had been, thanks to the uh, Tekken Street Fighter thing. And Yes. I, I guess Mega Man Universe doesn't count since it never actually got released, huh? Yeah, yeah, sadly. But uh, here he is in the flesh, <laughs> so to speak. In the cardboard and containers. <laughs> Yeah, this this was uh, this was a treat. The name is <laughs> Man bizarre, Man. Man Man. But yeah, I mean, I've always I've long time been a fan of bad box art Mega Man. Uh, I've even cosplayed him a few times. You can yep. find that around online a bit. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I always thought there was you know something kind of to the design. You know, I actually saw somebody do like a pixel art version a long time ago. I think it was in kind of the. Uh, playstation x style oh that's cool and uh yeah. yeah i i just i was like you know what when it's like you know not like given an awkward posture and like you know things are kind of done straight and all mm-hmm. that stuff it's it's not it's not too bad it's kind of, it's kind of got its own charm i uh i like the colors i'll give you that the blue and it's... yellow <laughs> <laughs> that hinted something uh no <laughs> Seriously, dude, I don't know what you're referencing. No, nothing. No, no, I just like the colors of Bad Box Art Mega Man. He's just oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the, He's got, like, yellow in a way that no one else does. And it's like, okay, I kind of understand, like, you know... Well, it makes me wonder what they were referencing. Like, I, I've seen something about the story about it, but at some point you just gotta wonder how yellow came to be such a dominant part of that design. Right. And there's, like, no yellow weapon color in Mega Man 1, so, like... Where? Where? I, just... I mean, there was the uh, the um, firestorm, right? That was red and yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's. Yeah. But then there's no blue, so. No pistol. 
Oh, yeah, I think okay. arm cannons weren't quite something that people were used to as a concept back in 1987 America. Maybe more Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think if anybody ever had anything like that at that point in time and any cartoons or anything. Nothing's mm-hmm. immediately coming to mind. No. No, no. Not like a full arm cannon. Like, we had, like, Megatron and Galvatron kind of deal, but... Yeah, there were Transformers who had guns instead of hands, but yeah. never really quite converted. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess there's those. I mean, I guess it's sort of the same. I don't know. I don't know. Something to research. Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, the episode, Mega Man comes across this dude named Man Man who's just got this kind of John Wayne voice, and he's, <laughs> yeah. like, uh... It, well, like, like the synopsis says, it's like a... DIY human analog to Mega Man, and he's like, you know, got like his tool belt and uh, his potato gun, which is like a pistol, and uh, it's actually kind of neat. I, I, I'm, I'm a little torn on that on account of the fact that the potato gun idea is neat, and they kind of got a little mileage off of that. Mm-hmm. But man, just imagine if it fired lemons. That would have just oh. sealed the deal, wouldn't it? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, they went there to just do bad box art, Mega Man, but they didn't go all the way, you know? So close. So, so close. very close. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's possible that somebody on the uh, staffs, uh, whoever came up with this, thought, like, it looked like Mega Man was firing potatoes. potatoes. Maybe some Yukon Golds there. Fair enough, I guess. Just, you know, Lemon Shooter's been kind of the, uh, you know go-to, like, you know, tongue-in-cheek yeah. descriptor for so long now that yeah, it, it, it feels like it feels like kind of a whiff there, but... Yeah. It's too bad. But, you know, at least we did get him whispering potatoes, which was, just cracked me up. <laughs> or potatoes. <laughs> yeah. It fires potatoes. Yeah, that's it. It fires potatoes. Almost equally close to Mega Man. And speaking <laughs> of Mega Man, it's just, as the guy's explaining himself, like, you know, just the reactions, the expressions on Mega Man's face were good. It's Somebody needs to screen cap those, and we just need to, like, you know, start pushing these as reaction images. Seriously. That'll get people to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hurt. Uh... To give a little more synopsis about what happens, uh... Gutsman is apparently trying to eat these different things that will, like, I guess, kind of supercharge them, like a formula. Mm-hmm. And Mega Man's on the trail, and Man Man is kind of getting in the way, although in his own way he manages to actually uh, further things along, because Mega Man tells him to, like, interview everybody to try to keep him busy. And the second person Man Man talks to, like, says they saw, like, Gutsman heading for the school, and <laughs> so Man Man's there before Mega Man. <laughs> and, uh,. All the while, uh, Aki is supposed to be uh, working on this drone project with uh, Ashley. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of comes together by the end with uh, Mega Man, you know, getting a revelation and it helps their uh, project succeed and everything. And yeah, that's by and large the plot, yeah? Besides, like, uh, Man Man's unorthodox techniques helping (laughs) to bring Guts Man to his knees. Yep. Speaking of Ashley, though, do... Like, before they called her Mega Man's crush, and it didn't really seem apparent there, does it seem like we're there yet? No, not really. He keeps calling her his mentor, and I think she called herself that. I think that's kind of what they're playing at. But at one point, Mega Mini does kind of like, you know, say like, Ashley, and I mean, that's kind of really... That's it. If if anything is stoking that the fuel stoking the flames for that in this episode it would have been that yeah it's she needs to be in it more you know what i mean in the show more yeah i I like her yeah 
Like, me too. Me too. Especially if, if they want to develop this into like a like a crush thing, we have to have more like chemistry between them. You know, so we can kind of feel it. Now you're not just saying mm -hmm. you want to see more of her because she seems like a pretty ideal student, are you? Yeah, you, you got me. <laughs> That's what I long for every day, David. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a whole bunch of Akis. <laughs> well, that means you have a whole bunch of heroes in waiting. Mm, no, no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. But oh, yeah, I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> No. I tried. I tried to get people to watch. You know, my kids were like, oh, you should watch Mega Man. It's on at 5 a.m. Sunday mornings on Cartoon Network. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, I meant the podcast, but... Yeah. Oh, the podcast. Oh, pff, they're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, so, um, as usual, some other neat, like, little uh, references uh, here. I like the, you know, the delivery that was uh, interrupted that Mega Man was investigating was a bunch of E-tanks. Yep. Those cool, fully charged E-Tanks. Yeah, got a little bit mm -hmm. stylized. Uh, Mega Mini had a great line that I liked, where he basically, uh, Man Man is talking about saving the city or the world or something, and Mega Mini's just like, this guy couldn't save a JPEG. <laughs> That's, I forgot about that. Oh, man. There was a uh, ringtone for uh, Ashley, I believe, that was the Mega Man 2 theme. I feel like they've used that before. I'm not sure if... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've heard the theme somewhere before, yeah, but, but I'm not I, sure that we've heard it as a ringtone. someone's... Time. Okay. Uh, I'll have to look again. Man Man himself, he's he's more or less like a... Uh, uh, the, the Tekken version. The kind of the slob. Not so much like the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, universe, like, for, for, for what it was. They, they kind of... He was a, kind of like muscular and buff and had a chiseled chin. But they were definitely going for that, you know, Capcom... Uh, Street Fighter versus Tekken look. Definitely skewing more towards that, I think. Yeah. But... At the same time, a bit more ridiculous. I mean, his helmet was like you know, <laughs> like, like a... made partly out of drink cups. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the tape everywhere. Uh. Yeah, it's it'd be an interesting design to replicate. I'm tempted, but I don't know if anybody would get it quite as well as they got the original. Yeah, I, I say this for every new character they introduce on the show, but I want a toy. I really want a toy. <laughs> oh man, a man man toy. A man man toy. A Mega Man 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 toy? A Mega Man 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 toy. Man. Mega Man. I forget what we were talking about. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. At the same time, at one point, I mean, the guy just seemed like he's kind, being kind of an idiot and paid off in the end, but just, you know, if it didn't work the first time, let's just keep doing it as he kept fueling Guts Man, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He gets eaten by Guts Man, which is just terrifying in its own right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's... If... <laughs> If you asked me the th things I expected to see on Mega Man Fully Charged, a human being being, being eaten, alive, whole, <laughs> probably near the bottom of the list. Yeah, that's, it's so funny. Like, what? Gutsman's capable of doing that. Of murder, really. <laughs> I mean, well, we all know his stage was murder, but yes, uh, now he is too. We, we all died there. A little there. Yep. One time or another, it'll Maybe. always get you sooner or later. Maybe we're all just ghosts right now. Just pondering. Ah, uh, let's see. Hmm? No, nothing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so do we got anything else to say about this episode? Uh, it was a fun one. You know, this, it didn't really advance the overall plot, but just like in one of those, like, breather episodes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, honestly, I mean, it's like, yeah, we were kind of talking about whether, like, you know, something like this would count as filler or not. This one, I feel like maybe less so than the last one, because it just kind of... I mean, introducing a new character helps, and I have a feeling we have not seen the last of Man-Man. Nope. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, it sounds like somebody knows something. I recently learned something, yes. That wasn't in my initial stuff. Well, can you share? No. <laughs> Why do you do this to me, man? I, I don't know. It'd be cool. <laughs> it's not working. No. <laughs> I don't want any more C&Ds in my inbox. I was One was enough. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they're still involved with the show at all anymore. I don't think they are. Still. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, still, we try to tread careful. So, yeah, if that's everything on the episode, I think we should get on to the news. So this isn't Mega Man related so much as Mega Man-esque. I don't think we've done a whole lot of that on the show thus far, but with things going as they are. Nonetheless, uh, there is a Mega Man-esque game that came to the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U some years back called Gunman Clive. It also had a sequel, and the gameplay is very... Well, as I said, Mega Man-esque. And even better, for the content you get, the price point of about 2 to $3 each is really good. There's no reason not to check these out if you like, if the gameplay is something you especially like in Mega Man. Mm. The platforming and run-and-gun shooting is in particular. I don't think you really get the uh, weapon acquisition thing here, but uh, the sequel does have multiple playable characters, including a dude with like a big spear, so it oh, nice. varies things up. But yeah, it's like, you know, uh, Gunman Clive, it's like a cowboy thing. It's got this nice kind of sepia tone, like, sketch, like a wanted poster look to the whole thing. And it's just really good. That's awesome. uh... Oh, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because, uh, basically, the creator announced on Twitter that he has submitted the games for approval on the Nintendo Switch. And that's how I'm going to play them. Gunman Clive HD Collection says, Okay, I finally did it. Did the final fixes and submitted the Switch Gunman Clive HD Collection to lot check after having had the port lying around for almost complete for two years. Uh, this is over on Destructoid, by the way, by Chris Carter, so thanks to uh, him for covering that for us. Yeah, I always wanted to play these, but you know, now sounds like the opportune time. Or soon. Uh, yeah, when, whenever they get approved and go up on the Nintendo eShop. Again, I, I recommend them. I, I like the Western thing uh, normally. I like Mega Man. Uh, this was a nice, uh, satisfying kind of mix of the two that came up uh, during that Mega Man hiatus. So it kind of helped, you know, scratch the itch a little bit. Yeah. Um, are the stages, is it like uh, uh, linear or is it more like Robot Master kind of you choose where you, which stage you get to play? You know, that's a really good question, because uh, I haven't played it in a while, but if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure they're linear. Okay, cool. There, there might have been yeah. some stage select in one or the other, or like, you know, like maybe in an early part, but for the most part, I remember it being kind of, uh, you know, subsequent, hmm. sequential rather. Yeah, I'm definitely checking it out this time, you know, because I play everything on Switch. <laughs> that's all I buy things for now is just Switch. <laughs> Always with the Switch. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I guess that's going to be it for this episode of the Fully Charged Podcast. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out uh, over the coming next week or so, because uh, we might end up doing another episode for the holidays, a little holiday special for you, if you will. So be sure to check back on that. Basically, the way you can do that is 
Well, as always, you can uh, just, you know, follow us on SoundCloud directly or check us out on iTunes and Google Play. The hosting fee is ours, but the choice is yours, and when the new episode comes up, whenever that is, uh, you should be notified if I'm not mistaken. And if that's not good enough for you, then you can also find me uh, at the MM Network on Twitter and also on Tumblr for as long as that remains a viable platform. You can also look up the Mega Man Network on Facebook, and the MMNetwork.com is a good place to keep updated as well. Right on. And you can find me, ProtoDude, on Twitter, at ProtoDude. And you can check out my blog, Rockman Corner, at www.rockman-corner.com. Because rockmancorner.com was taken from... Okay, like... <laughs> the I, I, how long How long a story is that? Oh, it's 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 pretty short. Uh, basically, I forgot to pay the fee, um, like, a day before, you know, I lost it. <laughs> wow. And some GoDaddy spam bot swooped in and bought the URL. Just I thought like there that. was supposed to be like a grace period or something where you could get that stuff back. Uh, no. <laughs> or at huh. the time, no. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a fun uh, 24 hours trying to <laughs> what the heck to do? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that. I mean, our URL used to be megaman-network.com mm. and then uh, one of the previous owners of the site uh, didn't get that to renew and uh honestly i mean the mm network it's been uh pretty good anyway it's made for some fun april fool's jokes because you know mm can stand for different things not to mention i don't have to worry about like you know if capcom decides to like you know clamp down or something i'm not technically using their trademark in the url so no matter what happens i've got that so uh-oh i may be screwed <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, that poses an interesting question, though. I wonder if uh, the trademark for Rockman applies to Capcom USA. I mean, that could be a whole yeah, interesting know. set of hoops. Anyway, that aside, yeah, for ProtoDude, this is LBD Night Train telling you everlasting peace out. Peace out.